Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Is something we can we can discuss. All right. Well, let's start there. Hi, Brains. How you doing? You are here with me and Sue Ellen Stringer Hugh. He. Hi. Hi. Stringer. Hi. Stringer. High. Oh Lord. Stringer. High. Stringer. Low. Yeah. So, exactly. <laughs> well, Stringer was my uh, maiden name, and High is my husband's family name, and so we just put them together way back when. And Stringer. High. I love that. I love that. Brains. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney and Sue Ellen Stringer High. Here you go. This is the place that you're going to be for the next 30 minutes because we're going to talk about some interesting stuff. Sue Ellen has been through a lot uh, and she is going to take us on that journey. But yoga has really been a staple for her. She has been able to quiet the monkey mind, uh, be able to connect with the body, create with source, connect with the breath. All of these wonderful things. I'm going to ask her some great questions about yoga. There's a lot of different types of yoga. There's laugh yoga. There's um, what, what's the hot yoga that you go in the, the? There's hot yoga. Yeah. It's called Be- Beckham. Beckham. Uh, Bikram. Bikram yep. yoga, traditional yoga, but yoga also prepares the body for meditation. We're going to talk to her a little bit about that. And some fun stuff. We want to get to know her. So let's welcome her to the edge. Sue Ellen Stringer High. How are you, beautiful? I am great. And I'm so delighted to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm glad because there's a lot of stuff going on. And I keep hearing this term. We are neurodiverse or neurodiversity. I don't know what that is. Does that fall within the realm of mental mental health? Um, um, you know, I, I think it's... It's an, it's an evolving topic at the moment, um, whether it falls in mental health, physical health, and, you know, chemical imbalances and all sorts of things like that. Um, several people in my family are what you might call neurodiverse. And so um, the evolution of how we think about it and how we um, work with it and how we, uh, you know, for a long time, I think people thought of it as a uh, a problem of mental health. And I think now people are starting to realize, oh, this is just a different wiring. It's a different, right. some people, some people it can be really debilitating and be a huge disability. So it's a big topic with a lot of different aspects to it, but kind of back to yoga, yoga is the thing that has allowed me to feel really um, able to mm-hmm. work with my own in wiring through many years, through many hats that I've worn, through many um, kinds of uh, traumas that I've been through. And so for me, like you said in the introduction, yoga has been sort of the the way in which I've been able to um, work with and also understand what it means to be neurodiverse for me. Well, it's the way and the light. But see, I, I still don't understand what neurodivergence is. Is it, um, and I'm just trying to to frame it so everybody yeah. can understand because I'm sure my brains don't all know everything either. Yeah. Uh, is it social issues? Is it a 
problem connecting? Is it a problem learning? Is it speech impediment? Is it physical disabilities? Is it emotional outbursts? What are these, or is it a combination or a little bit of everything? You know, like when they'll say that uh, an autistic child or Asperger child is on the spectrum. Yes. You know, that means there's a lot of different things going on. I still don't understand what being neurodiverse is. Really is. That's because it's um, the people who would classify themselves as autistic. There's a range in there. The people who would classify themselves as having ADHD, there is a range in there. There is a set of people who uh, describe themselves <coughs> as having Asperger's. That's now being considered on the spectrum. So I'd say all of the realms of medicine, of psychology, of, you know, there's a lot of study going on. There's some set of people who believe trauma is the cause of it. There's another set of people who believe that um, the uh, it's not the cause of it, but it is the result of it. So there's, it's, um, and all of these uh, problems that you discussed can manifest differently in all the different people that have it. The thing that pulls everybody together and keeps it into that category is, um, a set of behaviors that seems different than what you might call neurotypical. So you might uh, have problems with time. That seems to be a very common thing. You might have problems with focus. You either over-focus or under-focus. And there's a lot of um, uh, investigation. Right. Is this um, an evolutionary difference? Or is it something that's actually really wrong with you? So um, to me, it all comes down to brain wiring. Like, how are you wired? How is your nervous system wired? Mm. And how does your nervous system uh, react to the stimulus from the outside world and also what you're actually born with? So you're born with a certain kind of uh, orientation, we'll say it. And then the, the outside stimulus that you experience might create some trauma. The trauma can get in the way of, and when we understand the nervous system from a yogic perspective, and that's why I um, kind of bring the yoga into it, is we start to understand there's all these kind of layers to the body or sheaths to the body. That's the way we understand that. And so then we can start to address, okay, this isn't on the kind of level of bones and organs, it's on the level of the nervous system that all of this stuff is mm -hmm. kind of manifesting. Well, that makes, a, that's a better definition. And thank you so much for doing that, because I'm sure that it's uh, a book you're trying to diagnose. Yeah, absolutely. That's why they say neurodiverse, that way they can just kind of, but they got to be careful with that because then they're going to just scoop all this other stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. No, you know. I agree with you. It's, it's, uh, and I think that's the thing is, um, where is the line between, you know, actual medical pro like just let's talk about medication for some people. Medication is essential. They need these medications in order to thrive and survive Right. for some people 
they can do these um, interventions. I mean, I, I don't even want to call them interventions. They can do these practices from yoga and a lot right now they call it somatic experiencing, which is essentially yoga. And there's a lot of different breathing, mindfulness, all of the um, things that in my mind fall under the category of yoga because yoga has many limbs to it. Um, these all can really help somebody stay grounded. Grounding is something that often um, is used to help people who are struggling with some of the downside of having um, neurodiversity. Because on the upside of neurodiversity, you end up with a lot of creativity. You're right. super sensitive. You have a, a real sensitivity to a lot of um, energies that are out there. So there's a real upside to this as well. And so a lot of times we're talking about finding your superpowers, finding the things that make you um, really uh, unique and have capabilities that other people might not have. And Absolutely. then using some of these other techniques to help moderate the, the trouble side of it. Right. The executive well, and, function. And, but again, like I said, you try different modalities till you found the one that works. And yes. I know that for parents, um, they're quick to want to label your kid. They're quick to yes. want to dedicate your kid. And yes. You said that this, you know, goes in throughout your entire family. So you understand some of the signs and the symptoms that yes. they go through, but some of the, the struggles. What do you say to parents that are wondering, you know, what might be going on with my child? Where do they begin? I mean, you know, it's hard. Everybody's different. There's not a right. checklist. But, you know, is there, maybe the, your child is a little bit more withdrawn. Maybe they're not eating. Maybe they're having outbursts. Maybe they're not doing well in school. Maybe they're nonverbal. Are there right. certain things that you you gauge within your your children that it could help other parents? Kind of maybe well, ask the right questions. That's the first thing in any diagnosis is ask a bunch of cotton picking questions. Yes, that's so absolutely true. And I did have um, a son who um, was, you, you know, especially um, unable to navigate within the, especially the school system and how mm -hmm. to um, d do that. And yes, it was an endless uh, uh, effort on my part to help him navigate that system so that he could have not feel like there was something wrong with him, right. like there was something right. that, you know, he was a failure, that he was stupid. And it is a really hard thing because they get a lot of messages from their environment, from where um, uh, their, their peers, all of that sort of stuff. So the parent alone cannot offset the kinds of traumas that come with um, having to, you know, put put yourself right. through the school systems. So that that being said, I think the number one thing that a parent can do is to recognize that this is a wiring difference and not something utterly wrong with the child. Right. That the child has a wiring difference and how to manage that becomes the uh, the modality, the path that you know, your family has to work on. But the first step is not taking it personally and not feeling like a failure, shame, blame, all of those things 
create more trauma, which actually create more um, of the symptoms. So it's a weird chicken and egg situation where the blame, the shame, the, the feeling like you're inadequate, the feeling like you're stupid, the feeling like there's something wrong with you, the feeling like you're weird, and all of those things come at you from your peers or from the systems. And then those things create trauma, which then you know you have to use some of these other tools and techniques. Right. And then once that trauma is set in, it's like, you know, it's like planting a plant. Exactly. It, it grows roots. It grows roots. It's and then deep. everything else. And then as you get older, you know, it could lead into bullying. It could lead into, you know, uh, body dysmorphia. It could all that drugs, stuff. alcohol, all that stuff. Gender well, dysmorphia, all kinds of stuff. Not to absolutely. say that those things aren't also real. It's just that the trauma itself start. And, you know, if we look at it from um, the perspective of, you know, trauma informed, the idea of trauma is that your body starts to react in a way to keep you safe, right? right. Fight like, or flight. But yeah, so it's going to, you know, say, you know, if I put myself out there as myself, I'm going to be ridiculed, I'm going to be rejected, whatever. I'm just going to pull inside, put up a wall, do some masking, pretend to be like everybody else. And, you know, it kind of works for a while. But the problem is that internally, now you have these trauma responses that mean you're cut off from your emotions, you're cut off from yourself. And again, that's where the yoga practice comes into play. And that's what we work at in my community is to try to relieve some of the trauma symptoms so that um, you you can return to your real yourself. You can discover and come back to yourself. I noticed that they're doing that a lot. You know, I, I want to just kind of close on the children aspect of it. Sure. But now schools are catching up. Yes. Uh, you know, Eastern philosophy and, and uh, you know, a place in India and Africa, they discipline or encourage children's behavior a different type of way. Yes. They don't punish them. They don't shame them. They don't make them right. write standards. They don't put them in a the corner. It right. used to be corporal punishment. Girl, I know I got my booty tapped a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the thing of it is, is now they're incorporating mindfulness. Yes. Yoga. You know, right. that time used to be you have a cookie and read a book, but now we're doing some yoga moves. Now right. we're learning to, you know, be quiet, to be still, to understand, uh, to uh, have affirmations. Yes. Positive self-thought, emotional freedom technique. Yes. There's some uh, places that are even looking at hypnotherapy for children. Sure. You know, but these are very, and again, I shouldn't say progressive because they're ancient wisdom. Right. But us Americans... So that's a whole nother show. Yeah. Uh, we well, are, and I think you're absolutely right. There's a, yeah. And I think there is a cultural um, uh, dialogue. If, we, if, if That would be the best of it if there were a dialogue going on. But I think in a way there's a cultural battle between right. old ways of, uh, uh, and, and some of those old ways do work for some kinds of children. Like, right. You know, some competition works very well for some children. Uh, uh, you know, are you the best in the class? Are, you know, some of those things. But for this other segment, it's getting narrower and narrower. And so then that's making it really worse for them. 
So now we're having some kind of cultural dialogue about, you know, are we uh, over pandering to these children or, you know. Well, the thing of it is, is, I mean, come on, let's take a look at it. you got 25 kids and one teacher. Yes. No supplies, no teacher's aid and the math. <laughs> the math will cause me to quit. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. all these different components. So I can understand the teacher is signing up to teach. She's not signing up to be the right. math monitor. Right. She's not signing up now to be the bulletproof shield. Right. Uh, she's not being the parent, the cook, all that. She's just trying to come in there and teach them Absolutely. what she can. So what they do is, and again, she doesn't have uh, the training or he doesn't right. have the training for all of these different components. Yeah. You take your child out of mainstream, then there's another maybe yeah. disadvantage Yes. Because you're homeschooling them and now you're isolating them and saying, you know what, let me keep you over here. Let me protect you from the world. Yes. But once they get out of the world, it's different. And that's for adults too. Yes, absolutely. I, I am noticing, and I've had a few great guests on my show that have revealed that they have uh, been diagnosed with ADHD. Yes. And I would call myself an ADHD person. Yeah. I, I, I am an A and I, again, I don't, I like, I have evolved my thinking about it because so many people in my family are wired this way to say, I don't have ADHD. I am an ADHD person. And there are a lot of um, uh, people are saying, you know, we, this evolutionarily, you know, maybe we were the hunters. Maybe we were the part, you know, there's a, there's a theory of hunters and farmers and the hunters were the people who went out. And so we are oriented to do things differently than, you know, another neurotype. Right. right. And right. so, and so as you sort of evolve, you're thinking about it, you start to say, okay, well then how can I set up my life so that I can be, uh, using my strengths, using who I am and how I'm wired to best operate in a system that isn't exactly set up to um, uh, support right. that wiring. And again, that's where the yoga comes in. That's where my community or my online community comes in. We create a support system for everybody who is creative, who is an entrepreneur, who you know, kind of comes from this other place that doesn't uh, really, you know, do well in mm -hmm. the, the in the the model that used to work for success. And we bring everybody in and you know teach them some of these tech. Not teach them, but together right. uh, do do some techniques that help you self acceptance, get rid of the shame, remove the trauma, be able to. Uh, uh, one of the important things for ADHD is to have a mission. You know, because if you were a hunter, you had to have some, so you have to have something that all of these things that you're being asked to do are going towards. Right. Yeah. You have to develop a purpose. Yeah. A purpose. Exactly. And, and again, a heightened sense of awareness. I mean, you see these children that excel in art, math, yes. science. So as a parent, it. right. You know, as a parent, no kid is cookie cutter. Absolutely. God, we wish they came with instructions <laughs> and batteries so we could yes. take them out. <laughs> but let's talk about yoga. Okay. Yoga, a lot of people love it. Right. I love it, which I, um, 
I meditate, but I don't, I'm not disciplined with my yoga like I was. Oh, they moved the, the yoga class that I absolutely love. And the teacher to me, the instructor is everything. Right. Voice inflection, the vibe that they set. If they like candles, if they're, you know, you're the other people because you are sharing a space. Absolutely. Or sharing a harmonious space, an yeah. equalizer. Absolutely. You, know, you can't just have somebody that's just crazy. And don't worry about the poses. The poses will come. Once you connect with the breath and the voice of your, you know, of your uh, yoga instructor, the body will turn into a noodle. Yeah. Anything that you ask it to do. However, this is a challenge that I have. When you stop doing it, girl, you get kinked up. Right. <laughs> Your body is saying, what have you taken away from me? Right. So, you know, it's it, it's a discipline. It is a discipline. And that's yeah. what I say. It is not an exercise. I agree. Yeah. You know, it is an exercise in discipline. Are you going to rigorously or religiously uh, stay within this practice because it's helping you on so many levels. Yes, yes, I completely agree with that. And I also think that, um, yeah, I mean, to me, yoga, my yoga practice is like brushing my teeth. You know, I just do it. I, and I, I have gotten to the point where, and maybe because of my, uh, my uh, ADHD, uh, it, lack of interest in having anything too regular or, or that, that the discipline, is so orderly. I do it a little bit here and a little bit there. It's just my life now. I'm always doing it in one form or another. And the other thing you have to understand, remember about yoga is that it it is, you know, it's a big, big topic. It's not just asana. And I think in the West, we've kind of reduced it to, to asana and not, I, you know, I love an asana practice. I uh, do an asana practice all the time. I just, I had a broken leg recently and it's absolutely helped me to recover from that. So, but all these other things like meditation, breath work, uh, uh, you know, uh, connecting. Mindfulness, yeah. Mindfulness, mindfulness, yoga philosophy, all of the things that, all of the modalities that we are using in healing could all be understood under the umbrella of yoga because yoga is essentially the study of consciousness. Like, and it's, so it's such a, it's such a high level um, uh, perspective and right. outlook that a lot of these other things can come underneath it. So, you know, if you can't get to your yoga practice, for example, you could do a meditation practice that, or, uh, yoga nidra, where you uh, just kind of lie and imagine those parts of your body, right. imagine moving in that way. And that can be almost as um, therapeutic mm -hmm. as the actual asana practice. So but I'm telling you that, and there's so many variations of yes. just asana. It is, uh, I do the one now, uh, Julie Chin. I don't know if you know her from Big Brother and, and on the, uh, the talk television show she taught me some beautiful yoga moves where you're just up against the wall yes absolutely and i'm telling you i go and i can't show you the, the pose but you go in and you, you know your your legs are up against the wall you lay there for about 15 minutes i'm telling you, you feel like you took a 45 minute nap absolutely well there's a whole chair yoga yeah chair yoga for citizens. yeah 
Absolutely. I've seen them do that uh, uh, in the morning. Sometimes when I'm lazy, I will get in the chair and you get a lot of stretch, a lot of movement. Also, um, what is the other one? And using blocks and using uh, cords and rubber things. You Prop. don't have to be so concerned about, oh, okay, you know, can I stand on one leg for 45 minutes? You Absolutely. do what your body says. You don't pay attention to anybody else's practice in the yes. room. That is their own spiritual connection with source, with breath, with body. That has nothing to do with you. Absolutely. And what we say is what you learn on the mat is what you take into the world off the mat. Mm. The practice isn't about what you're doing on the mat. The practice learning, oh, I'm going to connect with source. I'm going to connect with self. Now, how do I bring that into the world? How do I be that person in a stressful situation in the bank? where somebody in front of me is being really annoying, can I create a little bit of distance because I learned to do that on my mat right? so that I don't get into like some kind of, you know, confrontation, a, confrontation, <laughs> a conflict. Right. So it like gives us, you know, it gives peace. us the tools, it the gives tools us peace. to be able to um, operate with conflict because we have, we also have to understand conflict creates growth. So conflict is never really going to, absolutely go away it's going to be how do we navigate this conflict how do we also uh yoga was um founded in india but also it went from india over to asia but they do beautiful tai chi yes and i love the slow or uh what is it kijong 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 i think it is called that yeah uh, my girlfriend does that, and she yes. says that she can't wait to do it. But that slow, intentional movement yes. that yep. you move within time, you move yep. in a small space, you don't have to do a whole bunch of cardio. Absolutely. Absolutely. So mindfulness can really, really help. Now, yoga, I don't, me personally, I never found that it helped me lose weight. Yeah, But what it does is it prepares the mind for meditation. And if you do it and the mind is prepared and you have a good meditation, you'll eat less. It's absolutely true. (laughs) You will because you'll set your intention. Yes. And I think what helped me as far as weight, I mean, I've never been a super skinny person. You know, I don't get to that place where, you know, I'm not always looking for that extra five pound weight loss. You know, I'm always, always trying to get a le- less than five pounds. <laughs> but uh, the, but it, what it did do is because you are so connected to your own body, <clears throat> because you are so connected, you start to understand what nourishes your own body. And you don't eat the kinds of junk because really so much of our food out there, our food supply is not intended to uh, nourish our body. It's intended to satisfy these cravings that are just kind of human sugar, all of these things that we have humanly uh, not been able to access before. Now we have them in abundance. So people uh, make them so that we can, um, you know, absorb them. And we're just creating so much ill health just from diet alone. So yoga helps you to get in touch with what does your body really need? Because some bodies really need meat. Some bodies need a lot of vegetables. Some bodies need, you know, so you need to find out what is the diet or the, 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 uh, not a diet plan, but the, your own personal diet. Right. And, again, and you know, it, another thing that it does, 
it helps you eliminate. Right? Yes. Absolutely. You, you need to eliminate every oh, day, yes. if not yes. more than that. When yes. you move those muscles and you learn how to breathe, you won't be sitting on the, you know, on the toilet grunting. Yes. Your body, oh you will be able to inhale and your colon will just expand and it'll be effortless. Yes. I no. used to have issues with constipation way back when, and I have not had that for probably 40 years yeah. just because of, you know, these kinds of practices. Right. And that's the kind and of stuff food. we do in my Facebook group. Yeah. And that's like you said, like the food, you know, is straight up poison. Yeah. It's straight up a poison. But what are you going to do? What you try to do is you try to go from farm to table. Yes. I was, I've always been one of those people that grocery shop for the month. So I don't have to go back. I don't do that anymore. I, I know. shop now every three or four days. Yeah. I go and get my meat. I go and get my produce and I watch my produce. If my apple, I got an apple in there right now that I have not made juice with or anything. I kid you not. I've had that apple almost two hours. I mean, two hours, two weeks. It's not deteriorating. What the hell is up with that? That's not organic. You know, if you look and your cheese doesn't expire. Yeah. Milk. Milk is two weeks. Two weeks. Now, and again, how long did it take? for those udders to be milked before it got to the, the grocer. And now it's been, you know, so these things you really have to take into consideration and the food, how that impacts your children. Yes. I know a lot of people that have changed their, their children's diet and extracted certain things from them. And they said that they're just their whole mental shift. Oh yeah. Changed 180 degrees. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. I'd say the three important things that we talk about are diet, breath, uh, the breath as it goes through the container of our body. Mm -hmm. And then we also have to laugh a lot, you know? Oh, the laugh yoga. Right. We didn't even talk about that. I, I did, did one what? of those. I did one of those. Have you ever done a laugh yoga class? No, I would love to. Be Girl, it is. I'm telling you, I was exhausted. <laughs> I was, I, it was 30 minutes and you just start laughing. Wow. And I'm like, there was nothing funny and <laughs> everything was funny. My abdomen was quivering when I got finished. Right. And everybody's just laughing and they're breathing. There is so many ways to, uh, I don't want to say trick, but manipulate right. and work yes. with the mind. Friends, I encourage you to really get with Sue Ellen, follow her on Facebook, join her group, go in and check it out just for the informational purposes extract what you need. Also be a contributor. There might be questions that you have. There might be suggestions. There might be experiences. All of these wonderful things can really turn you around and turn your family around. And then you're dealing with something that, again, you may not be familiar with, neurodivergence. neurodivergency. So what you want to do is you want to grow and evolve in that space. I know that she's going to have subject matter experts there. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you, Sue Ellen. Okay, that'd be great. Um, uh, the Right now, you can go to my website, SueEllenStringerHigh.com, uh, and I'm putting that together now, so uh, that, that's going to be coming up. But where my community is, is online on Facebook. It's called uh, Creation Yoga, and we're, uh, uh, we're doing all the things that um, we just talked about, all of the ways to 
you know, basically uh, work with all of these tools that we're talking about to improve our lives, but most important to know ourselves. We need to know ourselves because we're each unique. We each have our own um, agenda, our own uh, curriculum. And so what's worked for somebody else might not work for you. So that's what we talk about in my community. So come on over to uh, Creation Yoga. We, I would love to have anyone who's listening to this join the group, uh, DM me and let me know, you know what kind of issues you're struggling with or, or just say hi, that'd be fantastic. So I'm also on now, Instagram. You have the group, but do you have any online yoga uh, classes that you teach like uh, through uh, YouTube or anything? Um, I actually have, um, uh, I work one-on-one -on -one with clients. I am now putting together a, a group that could do that. I'm sort of uh, putting together different um, offers for people to work with me. So I don't have a YouTube channel or anything like that. I okay. have several clients who I work with one-on-one -on -one so okay. that we can really hone in on what, again, like we were saying, what is it that you particularly need? Right. Because a lot of times you go to the yoga class, it's kind of the same thing. There's 30 people in the class. And, you know, the, if you're doing the doing it pretty well, the yoga teacher isn't going to probably pay attention to you. She's going to, she or he is right. going to pay attention. So come, you, we work one-on-one -on -one and really try to figure out what specific things can you do that are going to, um, uh, I, 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 I often say, I help people who want to level up without burning out right. because you want to reach that next level but you do everything and you need to do it with a with a regulated nervous system with we didn't even talk about all of that but you know regulated flexible nervous system is key to moving from where you're at now to where you want to be well and you know what that's that's a whole nother show because folks is nervous <laughs> yeah they, they wake up with anxiety. Absolutely. They wake up with anxiety. And just the, the key to that, in my opinion, is recognize what it is. Yeah. You know, and, you know, label it and say, you know what? This is not a good feeling. This is fight or flight. I'm feeling, you know, my heart racing. You know, let me just calm down. And how you process things, brains. Don't be so over anxious. Yeah. Give yourself time. Don't be so combative, you know, yes. uh, try to be nice and try to be kind. It's a strategy. I know a woman was uh, very unkind to me in the airport in Italy. Oh, she just kept going back and forth and cutting in front of me and all that. And, you know, you're trying to get on the airplane. You're tired. You're going through customs and all this kind of stuff. And I said, man, would you come on? You know, and my voice got a little heavy. Would you like to come on now? You let me. You better be kind. You better be kind. Oh, she was all up in my face. And I'm like, okay, April. Now, do I give her a tongue lashing? No. Yeah. I just stepped back and I took a deep breath and I said, you know what? You are absolutely right. I do need to be more kind. Excuse me. Let me get out of your way. Take your time. I stood there and everybody else in the line lit into her and not me. But I gave myself that time to think yep. before I reacted. Absolutely. I gave myself, you know, I the the count it to five and breathe. And I realized that, you know what? This is a first world problem. I'm yeah. going back home to America after a wonderful vacation. Why am I in a rush? 
Yeah. So when you have that conversation with yourself, you separate it, you know, and, and give yourself that time. It's only a few seconds. It's not an hour. But if you just allot that, that can reduce that anxiety. Yes. So true. Save that anxiety when you really need it. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Know? Well, one thing I'm planning to do, and I would love to invite uh, our li your listeners to, um, to join me, I'm uh, going to do a 28-day advent calendar, 10-minute oh. meditation every morning. But you, if you can't make it in the morning, there'll be a little advent calendar where you can just go and uh, pick your meditation. And we're going to uh, do uh, meditations or mindfulness or breathing or some kind of movement each day to try to connect with the spirit of the holidays, stay calm. And if you already feel like you can't stay calm, mm -hmm. connect to the joy, connect to the happiness. Because I, I talk to a lot of people and they're like so busy and they just want 10 minutes to you know, align themselves to the, right. what they really care about, what they really want. So I hope you'll well, because join. Because Aunt Martha's getting ready to come and you know she's going to be drunk and she's going to exactly. show up and show out. But yes. again, also give yourself the opportunity, Brains, to reframe that. Yes. Maybe maybe Aunt Martha's dried out. Exactly. <laughs> you know, maybe she's going to come and she's going to be very pleasant. Maybe she's going to come right. and apologize. Maybe she's going to come with jokes. So right. don't all, you know, the holidays are, are just really... Um, they're tough on anybody and everybody. Yes. You miss your loved ones. You've got a, the hustle and the bustle and the traffic and all that, but live each day as if it was your last, because yeah. I'm telling you, uh, it's a whole lot going on and people right. are not passing with debilitating illnesses the way that they were. They're just dying and they're dying of heart attacks. So that's letting you know that there is something innately wrong with our heart center and that's yes. what I want to correct. But thank you so much for being here with me, Sue Ellen. You are the queen. Brains, yeah. I need you to go in and love, like, and share right here at this location. You know where it is right here, right there. Go in and love, like, share, and subscribe. What do you have to do? Love, like, share, and subscribe. We're on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, iTunes, Mixcloud, Spotify, yada, yada. We're doing it all over the planet, and we're doing it with Sue Ellen in a mindful kind of way. Thank you so much, baby. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, brains. Namaste.